Hello, and welcome to From the Void Up, World Building with Science and Sociology, a world building guide for anyone who cares too much about the minutiae. I'm your host, Tyler Hadar, and if we're all ready to go, let's get building. Today, we have our episode zero for the new podcast. So it's going to be a little bit shorter, and it's not going to have all the features that future episodes will, but, you know, it's a nice little introduction. Just say hi, give some signposts about what you can expect from the rest of this. You're going to be listening to me talk quite a bit, so you might as well know a little bit more about who I am. So, as I said, my name is Tyler, I use he-him pronouns, and this project is really starting as a gap year. And not to date this project or anything, but I am essentially just waiting for coronavirus to go away enough that I'll have a semi-normal freshman year of college. I consider myself a writer, and I definitely am a dungeon master. I typically play Dungeons & Dragons 5e. More importantly, though, than either of those things combined, I am a perfectionist when it comes to historical accuracy, even in fantasy settings, which really isn't always for the best when I'm just trying to get things done. Whenever I've tried writing something in historical setting, I always end up researching when glass was invented, because like, I simply have to know if the windows are just open to the outside, or if they had glass for them, or would you have windows if it's just a hole in the wall? Does that depend on where you are and what sort of pests you need to be concerned about getting into your home? Are there different areas that developed windows at different times depending on whether or not they needed glass? And then of course, if it's a fantasy setting, then it's not specifically from a period that would or would not have glass, so then I need to know how to make glass and whether or not that society would have the technology for it. Or if they've got magic, can they just magic themselves some glass? But then what if you just use dragon fire? I, for some reason, always get hung up on glass, and then I always forget whatever I found out last time. And not saying that like I'm making this entire long project to discuss glass, but I think it kind of inspired me to actually do this. I am just basically trying to condense as many questions one might have into one place, focusing on any research question people seem to get hung up on and bringing it all together. This is going to span from science to sociology, as you might have guessed from the title, since if you're going to be making a whole new world, you might as well understand the building blocks of what it is you're going to be creating. That's what this is really going to be. It's a series more about explaining the details of our world to better understand it, and thus create a better one for yourself. The general format, just so you get a heads up, will be one part me giving a crash course and one part interview. Let's use an example. The very first episode is going to be plate tectonics. How do they work? Where do they come from? And what do they do? What's the importance for us? It's important for us as map makers and as world builders because they determine the bases of mountains, volcano placements, even down to like what's an ocean and what's land. After 
the general information that I'll be giving. We'll have that followed up with a interview discussing like actual research, people who are actively researching this stuff. So for the plates, I haven't nailed down exactly who I'm interviewing as the time of this recording. Whoever I'm talking to, they're going to be an expert on a very particular field in relation to how the plate tectonics impact the geographical world that we see. And if I get the person that I want, we're going to be talking about mountains. They're going to be giving information on their particular research down to the very nitty gritty of it, so as to give us a much more detailed understanding of their niche research. In short, it'll be going from a very zoomed out perspective to an extremely zoomed in detailed discussion. Because as I see it, the more details you know on how something works, the more you can really play with those specific details in your world. As for what sorts of topics I'll be covering, there is going to be essentially two major sections, the science section and the sociology section. But what I'm covering in each could go anywhere from environmental science to civil engineering to technological advances. And then on the sociology side, it can go from gender norms to family structure to cultures to really deep moral questions of fantasy racial stereotypes in regards to where did they come from and do we therefore want to include some. The episodes will be coming out in a vague order of how to construct a planet, starting with the physical world, literally building the ecosystems piece by piece, and then moving on from that to the people, the different fantasy races, then to the cultures, to their potential religions, to construction, and all of that sort of stuff, taking it step by step through creation. Essentially, starting from literally nothing, avoid, if you will, and building with each topic that I'll be talking about. So if you're starting a world from scratch from episode one, each episode will give you another layer, starting literally with plate tectonics, just literally sketching out your plate boundaries. And from there, we'll be developing ideas of where different biomes go, what do they look like, so on and so forth. This way, if you're following along with the episodes, you can slowly layer your world up from a hunk of rock to a fully fleshed out place full of diverse societies and people. Eventually, my goal for this is to essentially have like an encyclopedia of information. My ideal goal for it is to be less of a step-by-step -step instruction and more a I'm wondering about where mountains come from and then you can go ahead and listen to the mountain episodes or somebody could come in and say I wonder it I wonder when glass was invented and then eventually when I inevitably have like a two-hour episode on glass somebody can just click on the glass episode I'm joking about two hours though I'm gonna try and keep them to be about an hour long my lectures if they go over 40 minutes we've got a problem the problem is I don't know how to be concise but I'll try so yeah that's the end goal but as they're coming out they're gonna be coming out in the order you need to build a world going from really broad strokes and once I finish the broad strokes of planet construction then I'll start going back in and filling in details so I'll do plate tectonics but I might not have a volcano or mountain specific episode until like after I've done the rest of culture religion and magic systems and then I'll start going and fleshing things out for now 
we're going to be getting the broad overviews, and then it'll really start digging in. It'll be fun. Now, if you are going to be listening along as these are coming out one by one, and you already have a world that you're working with, and you want to see how it works out in accordance of what I'm talking about, then go ahead, because you can just say, okay, these are where I have my mountain ranges. How do those line up with how the plates should move? And, I mean, you could change it if you want, if you find that you've done something wrong according to Earth's laws, but also you could keep what you have and really just change what you think it's important to you to make accurate. Because not everything is going to be extremely important for you to have correct according to Earth's laws. At literally any point in a fantasy society, you can just say it was gods or ancient magic, and it will work every time. I can give you like some scientific details of how mountains form, so then you could know what sorts of magic maybe went into that mountain range growing up in the middle of where it shouldn't. So that'll be cool, but also you really don't need to change things, this is really just if this is a detail you feel you need to have accurate, then I will have the accurate details for you to use. And I mean, I keep saying mountains, but I'm not going to be discussing geography and geology forever. At some points, this is really going to turn into like some discussions of racial stereotypes and their origins. And how do you tactfully engage diverse cultures without just layering more stereotypes into your world? I am a white kid. So the goal is to start interviewing people of color, whether they be professors, authors themselves, anybody who's actually engaging in the culture so that we can better understand what those cultures are so we're not just putting in stereotypes. So that that might be something to compare what you've constructed already to what I'm presenting in case you accidentally did some of that wrong, because that's a little bit, a lot of bit more necessary to be careful with than like, where have you put a mountain range? Those sorts of questions will eventually be coming up, hopefully soon, because I think that they're going to be a lot more exciting to actually sit down and discuss. Just a small note, if you ever have any questions specifically about your setting, if you're worried that you've done something wrong or you want any explanation on something that you could do or change, feel free to email me. I have an email at fromthevoidup at gmail.com. And I also have a Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook page. All of this is at From the Void Up. Feel free to tweet at me, DM me, email me, Facebook Messenger. I am more than happy to look over any specific questions that you have, do some research, help you figure some of these things out. I'm really just here to help people make the best world that they possibly can. So feel free to reach out at any time if you need me to like help you look into something. Now, of course, beyond just what we're creating, we have to consider who we are creating it for. If you've got players in your RPGs or readers, they're going to just inherently understand the science happened and that there are different cultures that originated and they can all just assume that these natural evolutions of a world happened. So theoretically, you don't need to know the processes that led to everything because we can all just assume that something happened and it can move by unnoticed. 
But on the other hand, some of us just sleep better at night knowing that it will stand up to certain levels of scrutiny and that we're not going to be publishing like the Mordor mountain ranges because mountains are typically derived from plate tectonics. So knowing where your plate boundaries are will make it fit more under scrutiny because otherwise either you have to declare direct divine intervention or direct magic or you just have Mordor. <laughs> you just have the Mordor mountain ranges because, oof, I'm using those as an example for a reason because Middle-earth's geography, wow. I love Tolkien, but oof. It's yikers if you actually try and pick it apart. A small note, at some points I will be saying lots of I love Tolkien but because I really do love Tolkien and his style has influenced me so much I literally cannot have to do anything anymore. It has to be perfect if I want it to move anywhere. If you need any more proof that he's turned me into a perfectionist, um, I am literally making a podcast to force myself to do research into the deepest intricacies of our world, interviewing various experts for the sake of maybe a one or two line mention of some distant mountain range that none of my players or readers will ever see or interact with. However, Tolkien is also a perfect example of he cared about realism sometimes because he just like he did the whole you take a handful of pasta and you throw it on top of a piece of paper and then you take a pencil and you draw in where the coastlines that the pasta's making are and then you just like create your geography for what you want and for your story rather than writing a story that fits inside a naturally existing world that is a valid way to create a world. If that's what you want to do, then go for it. You don't you don't need to necessarily be accurate. Tolkien wasn't. Establishing a geography to add conflict can be extremely important, especially if anybody here is doing a person versus nature conflict. On the other hand, if you don't want to just throw pasta at paper, then this is what the first few episodes are going to be about because there are so many different ways to create your own fantasy setting. I'm looking at the science and sociology. It's in the title. This is what this podcast is. It does. I'm not saying that this is the only way to create a setting, particularly in these science units, but it is the way that this podcast is going to be introducing it. So, I am doing the science method. If you want to do other methods, go for it. If you want to do other methods and still use science to a certain extent, then great, that's also cool. It can always be a mashup of whatever you want, it is your setting. I am here to provide a resource for anybody who wants to have those details and include them, or just like pick and choose the resources that you want to use and the science that you want to include. Because, I mean, like, this is fantasy. We can do what we want. If you want to have a mythology about, like, a god that raised a mountain range out of rage, that's super cool. That's a cool plotline. I'd love to read that. You could also, theoretically, have that be the mythology. And also, there's some plate tectonics happening in that exact spot. That's also possible. 
like Kyoshi creating the island of Kyoshi. She was essentially using plate tectonics to create a whole new island. Like, that's pretty cool. So we can always merge the two, depending on what you want to do. Tolkien, for all of his horrible geology, he had so much realism in linguistics. That was his nit-grit, need-to-get-this-right sort of thing. He loved languages and seeing them evolve. So, of course, he literally has standardized languages and charts of how they evolved from one form to another. That was his thing. And he will definitely be an amazing example when I inevitably do a linguistics lesson. But his geography just wasn't something he felt the need to show the natural creation of the way he did with Elvish. That might be something that somebody else wants to focus on, like me, which is why I'm including it. I personally want to be accurate in as many ways as I can be, which is why I'm making a whole series out of this. And different people will have different hang-ups about what they need to feel is realistic and researched. So I care, as I've said, about geology and making sure that there's like natural feeling diversity and also apparently glass. Apparently I'm super picky about glass. Somebody else, on the other hand, might care about architecture and the technologies required for different art styles. So what art styles would they even have? And others even might be more hung up on agricultural systems and how does the medicine work and what medicines are available and do they accurately depict different historical time periods that they're trying to replicate. There are so many tiny little questions that people might want answered for their world, so I'm going to investigate as many as I can. All of you listeners can just find the tidbits of information that you want out of this, or use all of it. I'm probably going to be creating a world alongside my own podcast, just because like this is how I want to develop worlds. Sometimes, though, when we leave the hard sciences, I won't really be finding answers as much as I'll be finding which sorts of questions you might want to ask yourself, particularly when we get into magic systems. Magic is so ingrained in fantasy, but depending on how you're using your world, it's going to differ. Technically, this is for writers and game masters alike, but this is kind of a point of intersection, as are points of like religion and races, as I'll get into. If this is like a fresh world that you're making, where it is just 100% for your writing and there's no game that needs to have mechanics that work, then you don't need to fit in with any game system. The magic can exist however you would want. Your gods could be like a real, actual pantheon that's interacting with the material plane, or they could not exist at all. I mean, you can do whatever you want with that. And you could have literally any race from any fantasy setting. So if you want elves, you can have elves. If you don't want elves, you don't have to have elves. It's entirely up to you because this is, again, entirely your setting. You don't need to fit in with anything else. On the other hand, with D&D, you need to have these things. The magic system needs to work with the mechanics of casters in Dungeons and Dragons. The playable classes and races need to function, so they need to exist. You could theoretically, as a DM, say, okay, this world doesn't have such and such races. I personally don't like limiting races, but I mean, if you want to, that's up to you again. But then, of course, when you get to concepts of religion, 
this plays in a lot with your classes because you need to be able to have a cleric and if you're going to have a cleric they need to be able to reach level 20 theoretically and if they theoretically reach level 20 they need to have divine intervention with a guaranteed success which means you need at least one god you need like a real tangible god who can directly interact with the material plane when called upon so then how do you want to approach the creation of your world because the way your world developed is different from the way you build your world you could build your world entirely scientifically and say okay this was created by a god this was created by my pantheon so you can really handle those sorts of things on your own but then you need to know which one it is you picked and which of the mythologies that you might have in your history which ones of them are real which ones of them are just stories because theoretically some high level cleric could just ask just like say hello god is this favorite hero that i heard stories of growing up real and the god should theoretically be able to just like pop their heads out of the clouds and say oh yep yeah that dude was real so like you have to have the answers because they would potentially have access to infinite information if they decided to just absolutely abuse their powers depending on who our players are we might have to fall in with some serious scrutiny and writers for the most part can control their characters to a certain extent i'll admit they can be wily dungeon masters we have to work with players who want to do their own thing the chaos that rains down upon our heads so we need to know our stuff and then of course there's always the question of how much world building is too much because i am suggesting here that we know every single detail but then there are concerns that if you focus too much on the details then we lose sight of the story this happens a lot for writers who use world building as a writer's block sort of tactic like oh I'm not avoiding writing my story, I'm still working on my setting. No, that's called writer's block, and it's procrastination, but productive procrastination. I do it so frequently, I'm making a podcast instead of developing my setting. So, not to at myself or anything, but you know. And I mean, like, it can definitely be harmful if you just avoid what you're supposed to be writing for the sake of some other productive, but still less important thing. In some senses, intense world building can be dangerous, but in other senses, and the ones that I like to tell myself, it can actually rejuvenate whatever you're trying to build. Because like, if you start asking yourself questions about, okay, where does the fresh water come from? Well then, maybe they've got aqueducts. Okay, if your empire has aqueducts, that means they had to have engineers who built it, and that meant the engineers had to work for a really well-maintained empire. And that means that empire had a pretty cool start and probably some pretty cool political shifts, and probably some people vying for power, and then boom, you've got a political drama underneath your questions about aqueducts. Because, I mean, the Roman Empire does leave for some inspiration. World building can, in some senses, rejuvenate or create new stories. 
talking about soil types could teach you about different farming crises that have happened throughout history and then all of a sudden you've got like a famine plot line and you understand the sciences of what could cause famine as well as we'll be discussing like magical creatures that could cause famine and folklores of other cultures all sorts of stuff that we can learn about from our world that can then inform the stories that we create on the one hand if you're literally just procrastinating right now and you just don't want to write your story, please pause, go go write, go write down any three sentences about your protagonist doing something. Go write that for three sentences and take it where it will and just let it do a thing. But if you specifically think that there's like an episode somewhere in here that's gonna really rejuvenate your story, then go ahead and listen to that episode, but if you're listening to it from the top, those don't exist yet. Boo-hoo-hoo. Please hold and return when there is something that will actually help you and not waiting for me to talk about plate tectonics and convection currents in the mantle. As for, like, how I particularly answer this question, there is no such thing as too much world building for my settings. If you can't tell, I think the fact that I'm making this podcast is kind of evidence to the fact that I really will just world build everything all the time. Because I want to. And I want to have an extensive world that I can just revisit for ages as a campaign setting. But then, of course, that's what I want to do is I want to make my campaign setting like my Exandria from Critical Role or my Middle Earth. And if that's what you want to construct, then this is perfect because I'm going to be going into those details that will allow you to create your entire planet, especially in the science. But also, you really don't need to do that if you don't want to. This is, again, a resource of construct what you want using the information that I provide. I'll be providing information about literally anything you could want to know, and then you will take what you want to know and include that. It won't be everything, if you, unless you're like me and you want everything, and then you can include everything, or you can just include parts, and you only have to construct the parts of the story and the parts of the world that you really feel attached to. But if you really want, like, a full extensive thing, like you want to construct, like, the whole dang planet, then I'm also providing resources for that. I provide, you take what you need. That's, that's what we're going for here. I personally like expanding everything out, because if I know everything about the world, then I know every single plot hook and every single storyline I could ever want. My players accidentally mess up their teleport spell and now they're halfway across the planet? Well, wouldn't you know, I know what's on that side of the planet. I could potentially run that. Or that could randomly happen to my characters in a story, so I could just create these stories where I need to. Even considering just Tolkien's writing, his own mythologies and some of his deepest, most amazing stories from the First Age exist literally as world building for the Lord of the Rings. He never really intended, well he kind of intended them to be independent stories, but he never quite finished them. So if you look at something like Baron and Luthien, it's only in the Lord of the Rings as Aragorn occasionally mentioning this by singing a quick song and Frodo asking him about it and it's really just there to introduce the concept of human and elf relationships and what are those like 
so that we could better understand Aragorn's character and his relationship with Arwen. It's really just world building. And that's how Tolkien used it. So in writing, if you want to have all of those details, it can become world building. It could become whole new stories. Because Baron and Luthien itself is a whole story. It's actually really cool and really intense. And I highly recommend you read it. And as I was saying, like with me building my world, uh, in regards to having my players ending up literally anywhere, Critical Role has that too. Matthew Mercer is able to go from Campaign 1 with Vox Machina, which took place pretty much only on Taldori, although they occasionally left. And then Campaign 2 is with the Mighty Nine, and that's happening pretty much exclusively in Wildmount. So he's prepared to have his players, like, on opposite sides of the planet if he needs to, because Matthew Mercer created everything and it allows all of his world to thrive if he needs it. That being said, if making this world your second home and your entire life's work isn't the plan that this is really just like a one-off series and then you're done or like a one-off campaign, you don't need to make the whole planet. As I was saying, if you don't want to like understand the details of other continents or bygone eras, you don't need to. Tolkien loved having his bygone eras but we don't know anything about the rest of the continents. He doesn't even discuss the Hadrim and the Easterlings in detail. He just is like, okay, they came and they fought in this war, and then they uh, went back. They weren't great people, and that's not ideal when that we're going to be discussing that when we discuss racism and how to not be racist and stereotypical in inserting other cultures. But he, he barely talks about them. But, you know, it's... If you have a completely isolated, far-off land that doesn't trade, that has no connection, they don't sail to and from because it's literally physically isolated, if you don't want to build a far-off continent because nobody's going to go there and they don't trade and they don't have boats to get there, then you don't have to. It's not a necessity. I will personally be constructing literally everything at all times because I like to drive myself crazy and I'm making this podcast. I do me, you do you. It's fantasy, go wild. The main goal, beyond thinking through settings, is really about understanding this world. Because we need to understand our science and our sociology to create a more realistic feeling setting. And as well as a more representative setting in an actual, like, diverse, interesting, engaging world. How do you engage in the entirety of different cultures and cultural intermingling? That allows for that depth. But then again, to create that, we need to understand what it looks like in our own world in our own different times. Whether we're really just creating an Earth-adjacent place, like you just take Earth's geography and you say, okay, different era, different magic, where like magic is now like D&D caster style magic, then you can take that and do what you want with it. Or if you want to build a whole new world, no matter what it is that you're doing, understanding our planet will better help create something new. I'm really going to be getting into, like, the details. I'll make sure they won't all be just chemistry and physics lessons. I'll have to inevitably explain that water pollution happens via erosion, but I won't go into stuff like chemical compositions of different soils and their impacts on the ocean if they ran off. It'll really just be the different types of soil and what that means for the characters who care about soil. 
like farmers, because agriculture is very, very important. But I can promise no physics lessons. Unless I eventually do a dual star system, or like a multi-moon planet. Those will inevitably have to have some astrophysics explanations, just so that we can really understand how to make that function, and you don't end up having your planet careening into the side of the sun. But, you know, beyond that, no physics. In chemistry, we're not going to look at chemical equations. The closest we're going to look at chemical equations is honestly, like, rocks and soil. Those are the two things, rocks and soil, and... If there is chemical equations, you're not going to have to know any of them. I'm really just going to say, this element is heavier than this element. So rocks made with lots of these elements are heavier and darker than rocks made with these elements. And that's literally the detail that I get into. Now, I can't guarantee that the people I interview won't go into more detail than that. But they should know how to make it fun. They're the experts, and if I'm interviewing professors... They literally teach this information for a living, so they should give good explanations. And I will make sure to ask them some amusing questions, like how long would it take the polluting effects of a green dragon to clear out of different ecosystems? Because technically 5e says like you roll a d10 and that's how many days it takes for the pollution to go away. But I think it would be a lot more interesting to just actually analyze how long these sorts of processes would take. And also, it would be fun to ask a professor that. That sounds like an amusing afternoon. But then again, we'll also be learning some pretty detailed stuff about some pretty niche research, which I think is pretty cool. And I'm the one making the podcast, so it's happening. And I mean, I'll be interviewing experts, so we might as well get to learn a lot about their areas of expertise. And above all, this podcast is really about going back to the best reference we have for fantasy. Reality. Reading a world that's so completely foreign to our own is possible, but it takes some adjusting. Writing a world in which everything is so different, as long as there is a sense of personhood and emotion still there, can still be engaging. But the reality of human interaction and person interaction will always be the same. These opening scientific episodes are really just the tip of the iceberg. What this will hopefully soon be about is the existence of people and how they interact with this physicality that you are constructing. And we will be discussing this at length, looking into religion, sociology, architecture, and cultures, and so much more. So stick around, maybe mess with a new map or two if you'd like. Because this new world we're making here is literally just getting started, and I can't wait to see what it'll become. If you have any pressing questions, or just want me to take a look at what you're building, reach out. Shoot me an email at fromthevoidup at gmail.com, or find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fromthevoidup. I'll be posting updates there, kind of, if I ever learn how to use social media, so check them out. Feel free to ask me anything. Even if I can't make a whole episode out of it, I am here to help you research. Or hey, if it's a big enough question, I'll add it to the list. Thank you so much for listening to From the Void Up. Subscribe to this podcast with whatever streaming site you're using, and leave a review if you liked it. Or if you didn't, honestly. Special thanks to Jerry Vitigliano for the theme music and Dylan Desmaris for the art. 
I've been your host, Tyler Hadar. In the meanwhile, keep on building, and I'll see you all next week.